Welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. Let's go. We are on day four now. All right, let's do it. Verse 14, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. That's first chapter, verses 14 through 19. This is the fourth day. And God said that it was good. He said this again. He said this for every day so far except for day two. And he actually said it twice in uh, day three. And on this fourth day, he created the sun, the moon, the stars, and the planets. And don't miss this. God created the earth and vegetation previously uh, in, in the other days. Uh, for the consumption of humans. The humans were not yet created. And he did this before he even created the sun, the moon, the stars, and the planets. So he created the, the earth and vegetation before he created the stars and the planets. Isn't that interesting to think about? Now, God created the sun, S-U-N. Jesus is the sun, S-O-N. God created the moon. The moon does not produce any light. The sun produces light, just as Jesus Christ produces light, but the moon does not create any light, right? This is a kind of a brain teaser that you may have seen, maybe I've never thought about. It. I mean, I, honestly, until a couple of years ago, I hadn't probably ever even thought about it, or it was just new and revealed to me in a new way in, in relation to God, but I was looking at the moon, and you can ask someone, what's the color of the moon? And they'll probably say, oh, it's, you know, white or light, or how bright is it tonight? And say, oh, it's very bright. Well, the moon doesn't produce any light. Zero. It only reflects light. What does it reflect the light of? It reflects the light of the sun, the S-U-N. We humans, people, creation, created by the Creator, don't produce any light. Jesus Christ is the light. And we're like the moon. We were just like the moon reflects off of the sun. We or reflects the light of the sun, we reflect the light of Jesus. So we don't produce any light. We're not, we're not righteous, but we're declared righteous because God the Father sees God the Son when he looks at us. If you're feeling sad or lonely or depressed, then I encourage you to soak in the goodness of God and let it overflow so that the goodness of God overflows out of you like an overfilled water pitcher so that it gets shared with people around you. And as a reminder... We should always think of the acronym JOY, not YOJ, when we're sad or depressed. What is that? J-O-Y stands for Jesus, then others, then yourself. The, uh, if you do the reverse, which is what most people do when they're sad or depressed, and trust me, I've been there before, um, you're focusing on YOJ, Y-O-J, yourself, then others, then Jesus. God didn't create us like that, just like a uh, you know, gas car is built to go on gas and a electrical car is built to go on electricity, you were built to be fueled by the power of Christ. 
that life of Christ is what fuels you and gives you your power and your everything. So remember that if you're sad, it's probably because you're focusing on yourself first, then others, and Jesus last. God wants us to flip us flip that around and focus on Jesus first, then others, then yourself. And that's also contrary to what society, uh, secular society and modern psychology tells us. Modern psychology will say, well, you can't get right with other people until you have your own self-confidence and, and you're great in yourself and you go back in time and think about all the, all the ways that you, know, you were screwed over as a kid uh, by your parents or friends or family or something like that. And then you get your self-confidence and then you can, you, know, you can be good to the world. No, no, no. God says, don't look backwards. Look presently. And don't look inward at yourself. Look upward at Jesus. If you focus on Jesus, you're going to see the goodness. You're going to have that gratitude, that thankfulness. And just because I say this doesn't mean I always uh, exercise this. I exercise this more often than not, but I've had times in my life when I've been sad or depressed, and I'm sure I will in the future as well. But I've had a, I've had pastors share this with me, and it's been extremely helpful. And so for any of those of you out there who are struggling with this right now or in the future, I just encourage you to think about this. Um, and it's hard to do when you're sad. You, you're, you're thinking, you're like, I want to put Jesus first. I want to, but I just can't. But that, that's truly the ingredient. That's the, the recipe for um, getting, back, getting to where you want to be is, is Jesus, then others, and then yourself. If you put Jesus first and others first, then you're going to feel good about yourself uh, after that because all your priorities are lined up and doing right what, uh, right what they should be doing. And notice here at the end of verse 16, he said, He made the stars also. I love this. Some people study the stars and tell you what kind of a person you are based on the stars and the alignment and the time of year. They do horoscopes based on your birth sign. I would say to many of those people, uh, for many of those people, it's a form of religion, truly. But God didn't give us the stars to worship the stars and create yet another false religion. Note the use of the word also, uh, where he's just kind of throwing it in, that he also created the stars. Like, oh, by the way, isn't that powerful to think about, right? People are worshiping these things. The vastness of the stars and solar system should help us to easily understand that there's a creator who is worthy of being worshipped. But unfortunately, most people look at the stars and they want to conquer other planets. They want to inhabit other planets. And worst of all, they end up worshiping creation rather than the creator, which is exactly what God told us would happen. He knew this ahead of time, of course, because he's sovereign and... uh, omnipotent and omnipresent and all that good stuff. Let's see Romans one twenty five, one of the greatest verses of the Bible. And <clears throat> it says, let me start at 24. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, verse 25, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature, the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So he told us in the Bible that in the end, we would worship creation, not the creator. I see it all around. I see it in people who are, care more about pets and cats and dogs. I see more money going to those charities than to Christian charities. Uh, end of life planning, death planning, more, way more money, probably nine out of ten dollars that goes to a charity goes to a dog and cat charity, and only one out of ten goes to a human charity, and less than one out of ten goes to a, a Christ-centered uh, 
journey. Very sad to see. And hold on, my cursor froze up. All right. Many nations and people groups back then uh, worshipped the sun, including the Egyptians, the Babylonians, and the Assyrians. Today, many, and I'm talking many around the world, still worship the sun. Instead, they should be worshiping the S-O-N, Jesus, not the S-U-N. Let's look at Deuteronomy 4.19. It says, and take heed lest you, so it's saying don't do this, essentially, lest you lift your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord God has given to all the peoples under the whole heaven as a heritage. So he's warning us right there in Deuteronomy 14, do not worship the sun, do not worship the moon, do not worship the stars, do not serve them. Uh, he says it again in Deuteronomy 17, 2-5. And um, I'll just pick up in verse 3. Who has gone and served other gods and worshipped them, either the sun or the moon or any of the host of heaven, which I have not commanded. And it is told to you, and you hear of it, then you shall inquire diligently. So he, he's telling us. He knows exactly what we would do with these stars, which is why he said, oh, by the way, I threw in these other things. He knew that we would worship him, sadly. Uh, and then Ezekiel 8, 16, the own Jewish people, the Israelites, it says, So he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and there at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east, and they were worshiping the sun, the S-U-N, toward the east. So we learn from Ezekiel eight sixteen that even the Israelites were worshiping the sun, not the son Jesus, but the S-U-N, at the temple entrance and turning their backs on God the Son, God the Father. This is how very real false worship was and still is. If you don't have your eyes laser focused on Jesus, then the enemy will do everything possible to have you worship creation rather than the creator. And that is the fourth day. And let me say one more thing. All right. And notice this, <laughs> that there was light, right? Back in verse 3, on the first day, he said, let there be light. But he didn't even create the sun until the fourth day, verses 14 to 19. So how was there light if there wasn't the sun? There was light because God was present. God always was and always is. And he says, let there be light. And there was light on the earth. But he didn't even create the kind of the power, uh, you know, what we would see as the power source for the light is the S-O-N, uh, I'm sorry, the S-U-N, until day four. How awesome is that? We think we're all smart and intelligent, and we're trying to get to a different plant and habit and trying to save this planet as if it would just die, and we're focused on that and evolution and, uh, you know, perfection of trees and everything. And God's saying, hey, I created this, and it's there for you, but do not worship it. Do not worship it. Lord, uh, we thank you. Thank you for creation. Thank you for spelling out how you created it, that you created it. Help us not to worship creation, dogs, cats, trees, stars, moons, uh, sun, but to worship the S-O-N, your son, Jesus Christ, you, God, the Father, you, God, the Holy Spirit. Help us to understand who you are, that you died for us, that you created everything for us, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, in your amazing name. Amen. Don't forget to check out our new website, truthgives.com, where we encourage you to wear your values. We have 
uh, a hat right now and about 10 or 12 t-shirts there uh, with conservative values and Christian values that you can uh, buy, you can give as a gift, you can wear around to help society just learn a glimpse of uh, you know, what it means to be a Christian or a conservative or both. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.